Welcome to another of the uh, short Could Street podcasts that we've been doing since the lockdown began now, it seems, many months ago. And today I'm spending 10 or more minutes with World Fantasy Award winning author and filmmaker Greg Bossert. Is filmmaker a fair description? Because you do a lot of different things. Yeah, it's 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 it certainly gets the point across. Uh, uh, you know, currently I'm working for Lucasfilm, uh, doing uh, visual effects of putting in dinosaurs and superheroes. But uh, but I've done a bunch of different things in the film industry, and I expect I'll do more. It's how's the film industry holding up doing do, during this, knowing that there are no blockbuster releases for the foreseeable future. Well, it's interesting. I'm fortunate enough to be working on a project that was filmed before the virus really hit. It's actually uh, shot last summer, uh-huh. um, and that will kind of keep me going uh, for a bit. But in general, things it, it's going to be a serious change to the industry, um, which probably you know it's time these shakeups have to happen uh, to yeah. make room. I you know theaters are suffering. Uh, I really wonder what the future of of movie theaters, certainly the big megaplex chain theaters. I don't think we're going to be seeing them as we have. Um, yeah. Uh, AMC already announced that they don't know if they can survive this. Exactly. But I think that's a good thing. You know, I think we'll see a rise in small theaters, uh, repertory theaters again. I think we'll see obviously a lot more streaming and yeah. you know, streaming sounds like it's something that I would be opposed to being in the, in the kind of feature film industry, but it's been right. fantastic. These companies are paying for, Original work in all sorts of formats, not just big blockbuster films and miniseries, but uh, short film uh, programs, you know, half hour episodes, uh-huh. limited series. And I think that's great for new filmmakers and it's great for genre films because, you know, basically people are willing to take a risk on a short project that they Ooh. may not take on a, on a feature film that was going to be released to theaters. So I think it's a very exciting time, even if it's nerve wracking for those of us who work in the industry. I can imagine. Are you finding that uh, now that you're working remotely, do you find that you have time to do reading at all or that you're inclined to do reading? Some people are and some people aren't. You know, I am. And, and actually it works very well because the hours are very flexible. Sure. Um, I can uh, I can work in the middle of the night here and, um, and then spend some time reading the day or vice versa. Cool. Um, but it's a bit like that... Uh, Twilight Zone episode with Burgess Meredith, you know, breaking his glasses, having fun. Oh, yeah. all, all, all the time in the world, I think it's called. Yep. Um, I came out at the beginning of March to visit with my father here on the East Coast and to attend the International Conference for the Fantastic in the Arts down in Florida. Right. Fantastic one day seminar, um, the Outer Dark Symposium on the Greater Weird up in Atlanta. And so I didn't bring any books. I was going to be buying books at <laughs> these events. I brought one paper book, which was The Unnamed Country by uh, Jeffrey Thomas. And I read that in the plane on the way out. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but fortunately, you know, um, now with ebooks and, uh, and, and other formats, I've, I've, I've kept reading, um, that reading, uh, Unnamed Country, which is, a it's, it's, a hard to, Categorize. It's a. It's set in a fictional, fictionalized Vietnam, and huh. it's a group of connected short stories. So it forms a novel. Um, I don't know. It was probably uh, you know uh, eighty thousand words, something like that. Uh, uh, there's sections that are science fictional. There are sections that are horror or, <laughs> or um, kind of magical realism, and there's straight up literary bits or you know um, kind of stuff that fits into that. 
genre of travel fiction. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And that got me revisiting some of, of Jeffrey Thomas's work. Um, he, he's got this series, uh, Punk Town, which is 100% science fiction. That's why I know the name. I, yeah, those were a few years ago. Yeah, well, he, the first book was on Jeff Vandermeer's Ministry Whimsy Press. Right, okay. Um, and I loved that uh, uh, Jeff and Ann one point sent me a box of some of that, that, that era stuff, and it had Stepan uh, Chapman's The Troika. Right. And um, some other stuff that very much like Punk Town, it's pure science fiction, but it kind of presents as something else, you know, fantasy or horror or noir. Or, uh, Punk Town has got a very noir-esque feel, but it's a alien world with humans and alien species coexisting. Yeah. And so I picked up the ebook version, which has been updated, and remembered how much I enjoyed it, how interesting it is just tonally. It's very dark and, and very weird with a capital W. The newest classic example of the, of, of the new weird. I think that was some of that in, in Jeff's anthology, the new weird. Exactly. And But there's some things that I, I haven't seen a lot of in science fiction Recently, though admittedly I've been reading kind of less uh, a space opera recently, uh -huh. the city fully populated by both humans and aliens, and um, and you know the characters interact with the aliens on a day-to-day -day basis, but the the aliens' role in the story is not driven by their alienness. You know, huh. It's not about look at this strange species. It's I have to do this other thing. The story's about some other thing, solving a mystery or yeah. or making a work of art or whatever. And some of the characters I need to interact with are very alien to me. And obviously that that's that's a very interesting topic to be reading right now. Right. <laughs> in in both this alien environment and, and and very recently, obviously with the with the protests and a great deal of discussion about uh uh um our society and how it accepts otherness and how it defines yeah, it. Yeah, the whole idea of the other, and that's one of the things that uh, it's, it's – yeah, right. There's some discussion of that with the protest and that sort of thing. And there yeah. was yeah. always the sense in uh, in a novel like Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man where he feels – and he describes himself as an alien when he arrives in New York. He's you know, So so I think that maybe what they were getting at with that uh, – maybe, maybe what Thomas was getting at with that series was just you know, the alien as a way of dealing with the other. I, I think so very, very much, but in a, in a, in a, in a very interesting and, and I won't say sly, but a way of, you know, in the classic Twilight Zone yeah. approach of getting to some very deep issues uh, under cover of, of, you know, a, a, a genre sort of skin that, again, may not be science fiction. It might be a noir mystery or get a couple of great stories of artists interacting, um, you uh -huh. know, with, with collectors and things like that. I always love that art story um what was the one that was made into a short film on netflix as a matter of fact it was an hmm. alistair reynolds story i think about um zima blue is that right oh zima blue yeah it was one of those animated things exactly and, and uh, i'm a sucker for that you know artist working in a strange environment or science right. fiction art um uh this is not something i've been reading recently but i loved the um the uh, oh no I'm going to totally blank on it but uh, Vermilion Sands Ballard's collection oh, yeah. of Sands of you know of artists in this science fictional um, community uh, again very much like Punk Town about exploring some things under the guise of this uh, uh, but you know since I've been here I've also been doing things that I would not do if I had the paper books in front of me uh -huh. like listening to podcasts I've listened to as many of these ten minute 
interviews <laughs> as possible. It's Thank perfect. you very much. Um, uh, the Outer Dark, the, the symposium I was going to, they've got a great uh, podcast, Outer Dark, uh, under the um, umbrella of the This Is Horror family of podcasts. But the Outer Dark particularly focused on weird and new weird and that, you know, kind of genre crossing, right. deliberate genre manipulation. Um, and um, and that's the kind of thing I sit with literally with a post-it note and a pen writing down recommendations. Um, I've been finding strange things like Mark Laidlaw, favorite writer of mine. Mark mm-hmm. has been reading his stories on YouTube. And, really? Um, 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 I forget how I tracked that down, but those are those are great. And you can find he's got a, a channel set up so you can subscribe. So you just look for my Mark Laidlaw on YouTube and there it is. Yep. And um, and he just I just posted on Facebook. Uh, he did a wacky song with electronic voice and, and music, mm. a very humorous science fictional, you know, um, uh, vignette. <laughs> so um, he's taking advantage of his lockdown to do some cool stuff. Uh, and then I've been reading. I, I've got you know, Kindle and EPUB readers on both my phone and my laptop. Mm-hmm. And somehow I've managed to get a completely different set of books onto those two. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm sitting, I've, I've taken over my my niece's bedroom when she stays with my dad, um, the second guest bedroom as my office. And if I'm sitting here with my laptop, I read one set of things and then I get into bed and read something else on my phone on the phone yeah yeah i did listen to speaking of um coot straight podcast uh, jonathan strands uh made to order i'm about halfway through oh that's that great collection um i'm rereading rick wilbur's rambunctious um which mm-hmm. uh just came out and i got to read before he released it but now i've got the official official ebook so i'm rereading that um, a lot of magazines, online magazines like The Dark or Beneath Ceaseless Skies that I might not, you know, have a chance to sit down to because they're right. online, they're web browser. Um, I've right. been getting through back issues there. Do you have something coming, anything coming out in the next several months that you'd like us to know about? Um, yes, actually. So um, my first story at Tor.com, oh. um, it's called The Night Soil Salvagers. It's a very, very strange story. It's an experimental, talk about uh, crossing genres. It's um, it's not got a traditional story structure. It's a little set of sort of didactic encyclopedia descriptions of this Dada surrealist culture in a in an alternate world city. Huh. Um, and uh, but interspersed with stories that they tell each other and uh, musical scores. Um, kind of in a John Cage or, or Harry Parch style, they're, they're texts. They're not you know, musical. Like sets of instructions or recipes rather than actual scores. Exactly. For building instruments from from salvaged parts and then, then right. performing with them. Uh, and uh, it's a really strange story that I did not think was going to go anywhere. But Anne Vandermeer picked it up for Tor.com. And Great. cover is just wonderful. Uh, um, and that is ready for pre-order now. And, and then the other thing that's just out uh, uh, is an anthology uh, called the Weird Dream Society, and it's a it's a raising money and support for races R A I C E S, which is a group that uh, provides legal support for for uh, immigrants, particularly coming into you know the over our southern border. Um, and it's got a fantastic table of contents with people like James Patrick Kelly and Sophia wow. Sankar and Nathan Ballengrad and I'm. I'm 
now I'm going to blank on it's a really wonderful set of authors. Uh, so, Julie C. Day put the whole Julie thing. Julie Day, okay, she put okay, uh, a terrific short story writer herself. Exactly. And so, uh, so where do we find this online? We just uh, Google Weird Dream Society. Weird Dream Society, and it's available in all the standard places, both in paperback and as an ebook. And it's my first time that I've done a, a book cover. I supplied oh, the really? cover. Um, so that was uh, uh, Julie's very good at convincing people to do interesting things for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's been a good year for me. I had a story in Black Static in January uh, called The Hearts of All, which is kind of my response to the California wildfires. And mm -hmm. um, and then I had a story called Dear Boy in Weird Fiction Review number 10, which is kind of a book-sized anthology um, out from uh, Centipede Press. Um, oh, okay. Some more things I can't I, – I, 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 I do have some progress and hopes of putting together a short story collection, but I can't really talk about that beyond saying that at this not. point. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll, it'll remain one of these this secret projects. This is a – I guess I guess it's been a meme on Twitter for years now to spell secret S C K R I T. Yes. But everybody seems to have one. Right. Well, this is mine, and and I hope to hear more in a few months. Um, then I, I know that you're occasionally asking for recommendations sure. for people trapped in the pandemic. Yep. And you know, uh, I do have something. I, I, this may not be true for everyone, but I find that I get impatient. Right now, with everything that's going on, with um, anything that's a little too kind of trivially escapist, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, get on with it. I, I need to be. Oh, I can see that. Um, and 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 an author that really leapt to mind is Anna Tamber, who's, you know, very strange, right. brilliant uh, prose, um, kind of best known as a, a short story writer. But her um, novel from a couple of years ago, Smoke, Paper, Mirrors. I just thought it was wonderful. Um, it's delightful. It's not frivolous, but it's mm -hmm. delightful. And you just laugh out loud as you turn the pages. Um, and it, it, it's it's kind of a, a family saga that runs from just before the communist revolution in China up into the future where aliens arrive on Earth. Oh, great. Um, it's, it's a short book. It's a fast read, but it's, it's just endlessly inventive and uh, – I think, again, it kind of got overlooked in the science fiction community because she's kind of identified as a weird or horror. She's, she's another of the new weird, sort of literary new weird, I guess. Is. Exactly. And her collection, the, the Finest Ass in the Universe, also has a lot of science fiction in it. Um, I forget the publisher, but it's out in, in both uh, paperback. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, this kind of thing, it, 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 she reminds me a lot of, of again, Jeff Ford's uh, books like the um, Well-Built City books or the Cosmology yeah. of the Wider World that just kind of transcend genre but are delightful but also filled with enough thoughtful uh, writing to keep you engaged when the world is knocking on your window. Good good examples, yeah. Um, well, we're just about out of our time, though, but uh, it's well, actually we're over our time, but I always am. That's oh, fine. <laughs> It's, it's, it's been great, though. It's, uh, today we've been talking again with, with Greg Bossert. Uh, this has been a Good Street podcast. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to hearing more of these. Okay, great. <laughs>